for the Dreams of Children podcast series at Connie Maxwell Children's Home, featuring President Danny Nicholson. This series exists to bring to light stories of children and families. I'm with Michael Leach, the Department, uh, Director of the Department of Social Services here in Columbia today. This is Danny Nicholson, President of Connie Maxwell Children's Home. We're beginning a podcast for the dreams of children, and recently I had the privilege of meeting our new Director of Department of Social Services and was very impressed uh, with his background, his experience, what he's communicating to South Carolina about taking care of children. And I asked him that day, Michael, would uh, would you honor me uh, by joining me on our podcast to have a conversation about taking care of children? And of course, he was gracious to do that. So welcome, Michael, today yeah, thank you. to our podcast. Of course I will do this. <laughs> this is exciting. Hello, everybody. It's a lot of fun to be in this child care um, work because there's so much need. And as you know, um, trying to reach those needs and meet those needs is a challenge every day. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I have found, Michael, since I came to be president at Connie Maxwell two years ago, is that the story of anything defines the person and the leadership. Story is such a meaningful part of helping us identify who we are and what we're about. And I was at the Duke Endowment. They featured you, I think, that day as an introduction speaker. And I listened to your story that day and why, why you're in child care at all. And I was, I was very touched by uh, your family, your story. And I thought, on our podcast, I'd love to have you share that with our listeners. Why, why are you in child care? What's the story? Yeah, so um, it was interesting going into that Duke Endowment meeting, um, I knew I was going to talk about, you know, the vision and mission of the department. And right before I got up there, I scrapped my all my paper and just said, you know, let's talk about why I'm here. Um, what was the decision I made to be here? And, and you know, what, what how did I get into this work? Right. Because this is, um, you know, when you look at when you look at these jobs across the country, um, individuals in these leadership positions within child welfare, they don't last long. You know, they are 18 to 24 month type jobs. Uh, and, and a lot of that has to do with the, the pressure of making sure children are safe, we're meeting their needs. Um, and when bad things happen, uh, you know, a lot of times that's the, the first thing is, you know, it's time for that person to, to, to exit. Um, so, it, it, you know, when I came out to South Carolina, um, it, it's a huge risk to me and my family. But the rewards that um, our children and families in South Carolina could have and how I felt like I could help was outweighed that that risk um, and my wife and I talked a lot about that um, because she she has said no to other potential job opportunities I've had in other states um, uh, but for some reason this just something seemed to be right about this um, you know I, I have a lot of passion for this work and and you know I, I I learned about child welfare while I was a therapist at Vanderbilt University. So I was a, a marriage and family therapist and worked with children and families. And a lot of the, the children came, that came into my system were in the foster care system. So either their foster parents would bring them, their workers would bring them. Um, and I had a lot to learn. I didn't know anything about this population and these young people and, and what they were going through. So 
that was my first intro, introduction to the work. And then, um, you know, then I was asked to, to participate on a, 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 a implementation of a new project around an assessment tool. And, and I got to learn about the staff on the ground in Nashville. And I got to meet them. And these people were amazing. They were absolutely amazing doing, working long hours and, and doing things, um, you know, paying for stuff out of their pocket for these children. And, um, you know, just the care and, and, and um, belief they had in, in these children and young people. And, and the idea of making sure that they were strengthening families was there. Um, now the resources and supports always struggled. And so that was always, that was always a tough thing for that. But I learned to love the, the work and appreciate the people on the ground, the frontline professionals who do this because it's an impossible task. It's just impossible. Um, you know, I ended up getting into marriage and family therapy um, and working with families really after seeing my mom and her work and and the stuff that my my stepdad did as well. Uh, So she's a... She's a, or was, a forensic child sexual abuse investigator. So as I grew up, childhood up through college, you know, she was seeing children, young children a lot of times, who were victims of sexual abuse and um, horrific stories. Um, And she would do that forensic interview and determine, you know, if it were sexual abuse and if if not. Um, And then, you know, I think the hard that that's hard in itself but having to go in front of court and testify about what you're finding and having somebody question you and your work so that they potentially could get an abuser off um, you know that carried a lot of uh, stress and weight on her um, as a child you know you don't as you grow older you understand what what you learn more about that work um, and you hear these stories and she may not she wasn't talking to me but as she was maybe talking to my stepdad or venting and not not specifics but just the 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 the, way, the, the, the stuff that goes on that nobody knows about all the abuse and neglect that happened there where I was living and here in Columbia and here in the state it, it, there is so much of that um, so you know I, I saw what that did to her, but I saw how much she cared and wanted to help. And um, uh, a lot of folks who know her thought of her as an angel. She's always there helping people. Um, And so I get a lot of, I guess, my passion and caring and belief that we can fix these things and improve these systems um, is because of her, right? Um, the other component of, of all of this is that, you know, my my stepfather, who I've lived with since I was a, a baby, is African-American. Um, again, as, as growing up, you, you start seeing the racial inequities and the racism that, um, you know, he had to deal with, but as a family, we also had to deal with being a biracial family. Um, so I, I think that <clears throat> you'd hear and you'd see things, um, and I, I, I uh, that, you know, when, when the whole idea of people talking about is racism, that, you know, still alive, yeah, it is, it is there. I mean, I've experienced it as a white male um, 
because of that family situation and being able to see that. Nothing to the fact that, you know, he had to go through and, and goes through every day. Um, but that taught me, um, again, that taught me a lot about kindness, a lot about awareness. Um, I, I think I, um, you know, just from that upbringing, I think I am more, um, uh, I see those things happening more. That's not something that, you know, it's in my, I mean, it's in my periphery. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can see that stuff happening. Um, and I'm aware of that. And, and, you know, as, as, as I learn more about, and you're always learning about the child welfare system, right? It's just a, it, it's ongoing, but you know, the, the things, the, the decisions we make because of, um, race that we may not be aware of. Um, and the racial inequities that are in our system, not just South Carolina, but across the country, um, we have to think through as, as, as we're developing policies and doing this work that, you know, um, everybody doesn't have it equal and decisions are made based on race sometimes. And, um, and we have to really figure out how to, to manage that. So, you know, you know, I think growing up, you know, a, a lot of, I was always taught, you know, um, respect and kindness and treating, you know, others like you want to be treated and, um, and understanding, you know, that, that child abuse side of it, um, and, and what people do to fight for families and children and also understanding, um, the, the race side of it, I think, is is molded me into who I am today. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's how I went into wanting to become a marriage and family therapist. And then, yeah, from those experiences, you know, caring about, um, you know, kids and families and fixing and, and helping them see how they can be stronger and better um, and, and uh, re- more resilient. And from there, obviously, it's, you know, gone to the child welfare um, aspect of it and the social service aspect of it. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful to be in this position um, where I am to affect change in South Carolina. Um, I am, you know, humbled and honored. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people who can do it, you know, um, and there are a lot of people you know, who could have been picked for this. Um, you know, what I bring though is energy mm. and excitement and, um, the knowledge commun- and, and, yeah, yeah. knowledge and, 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 you know, just the idea of, you know, continuous quality improvement, let's continue to just get better. Right. And let's push the system and not just internally, but externally, mm. um, you know, is, is what I want. And, it, and it's, it's honestly, at the end of the day, it's focused on how do we make it better for our frontline professionals and our families? That's, that's what we have to focus on. Yeah. Well, I know our listeners are just as inspired as I was when I first heard that story, because what you want to hear from leaders, Michael, is that the memory and legacy of their mother are the challenges that their father placed in you are carried on and that you're still teaching what they taught you and that's that's one of the beautiful things about life is that we have the chance sometimes those aren't all good things right but for me 
as being a, a kid who was picked up at a rural hospital when he was born and taken home by a maintenance worker and a school teacher and given a beautiful life. I can feel the gratitude you have for your parents and their inspiration to you. I know everybody's glad to hear exactly what I just heard. You've got a little better idea of what Michael Leach is all about. And Connie Maxwell, Michael is going to be doing all that we can to partner with you, to communicate, to collaborate with you in trying to help take care of children. Let me just ask in final, in finality here, maybe just, is there a couple things that you can think of that you could share uh, with our listeners that, that might encourage them, ways that you, we can help you as providers, yeah. ways that we can partner more, ways that we can bring about you know, our sameness and the things we love more than our differences and, and, and fences yeah. and all. So what, what are some things, man, you could share that we could do? Yeah, you know, I think I think we get caught up sometimes in our differences. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, we all are here with the same goal as far as helping children and making sure they're safe, stable, happy, mm-hmm. um, have a forever family, whatever that looks like. Um, and... You know, the department is over the next few years going to go through a lot of transition. Um, we are we are focused on um, uh, strengthening our workforce. We're strengthened on uh, wanting to strengthen partnerships, um, uh, changing a lot of policy and practice to to really get into the 21st century of what we know works. Um, looking at our contracts and making sure that there's evidence-based components and, and that people are doing everything that they can to support families. Um, uh, you know, making sure that children are finding safe and stable homes is key to this um, and making sure they're placed appropriately and 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 we're meeting their basic needs and, and we're building skills and, and all of us are doing that together. DSS can't do this in a vacuum and shouldn't do it in a vacuum and and you know we need community-based providers we need our uh, placement providers like Connie Maxwell um, to be a partner and you know step in and and you know utilize the the placement settings that exist through um, foster families um, and 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 how do we continue to recruit more families for our children especially teens and siblings um, are two key areas as the teen population grows mm-hmm. um, and the population of siblings increases mm-hmm. um, and and two reasons for that a lot of foster families come into it thinking you know I'm gonna get a you know child infant you know, and and there might be opportunity for that, but these days it is getting less and less. More and more older kids are coming into the system who have who have trauma, abuse, and neglect. More and more siblings are coming into the system, and we know when we have to separate siblings, mm-hmm. how traumatic that is. When that's the only person they have that connection to. Um, well, don't let me interrupt yeah, you, but just as it. a way of part talking about partnering I know in our last meeting we talked about the Duke Endowment Mm -hmm. gave Connie Maxwell $350,000 to do a trauma academy and we discussed Duke we've had a relationship with the Duke Endowment since the 40s. I mean, we we grew with the Duke Endowment because we're very, very old home. Yeah. And so they recognized us in the Carolinas, Duke Endowment, Mm -hmm. as the place they wanted to choose to make sure we're teaching Trauma Academy. 
a lot of the problems these days with our foster parents, and you know more about this even than I do for sure, but they don't know what to expect. They don't know how to react. They're, they're signing up for something that they don't understand trauma as much as they should. So Duke is paying us to go out and teach in some places to help people understand what it is they're going to face. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. I mean, I, I think the, the Duke Endowment um, has been a great partner with us since I've been here and probably in the past as well. And um, I mean, I think they understand that at the end, you know, the, the, the you know, trauma and, and adverse childhood experiences affect that child long term, mm-hmm. right? And so... And not understood. They're not, not understood, understood the way they should. Yeah, be, right, you know? right. Not understood. And so, I, I mean, I think that's that's huge. And, 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 and it's not just foster parents. It's our staff. It's our, it's our professionals. It's it's myself. Um, you know, it's the law enforcement, um, the the courts. Um, everybody needs to understand and and learn about how the 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 trauma affects behavior and emotion and. Um, you know how we're going to treat that child mm-hmm. and effectively um, uh, work with them so that they can heal. Well, not look at it as bad behavior, right? And throw them away, but figure out what is the wound and how do we get there. And the truth is, uh, that has everything to do with whether or not we're successful in the future at retaining these foster homes and keeping kids uh, in the middle of it. So I just I mentioned that because we're continuing to talk to the Duke Endowment mm-hmm. with other larger parties and partners that we might be able to create something that they would fund together uh, all of us in trying to address the challenges that uh, you have before you. Yeah, I, you know, I, I want to make sure that, you know, people understand the mission. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it real quick um, because I do think that goes back to your question as far as how can you know, our partners help. Um, Because I think we have to, everybody has to understand what we're trying to achieve um, so that you can figure out the space that they want to help in. So, you know, serve South Carolina by promoting the safety, permanency, and well-being of children and vulnerable adults, helping individuals achieve stability and strengthening families. So, you know, I, I think if you were to break it down, I mean, the safety piece is one reason children come into the system or as part of the system is that somebody is identified they're not safe uh you know i think that there's a role for different um providers and partners in different parts of this work and and i want to highlight the prevention side as far as you know you're you're a you're a foster care agency you're you, you have group homes and 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 um and we you have know, family care, family care. women with children off the street. Right, right. Those kinds of so right. So you have this this niche, this milieu that you have. But I, I do think that for you know, um, for for you and others who might be listening, um, that you know there are folks in the community who are um, struggling in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, poverty is 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 a problem, and that affects. You know, if you're having to survive, that's right. You know, you may not be providing that that support you need to your child, mm-hmm. right? You're just trying to think about how do I survive, survive, right? And um, I think that we all need to be cognizant of that and really figure out how do we strengthen those families, give them the concrete mm-hmm. supports, the, the the protective factors, um, the emotional support, the the concrete supports, the, all those things that are needed, so that they're not having to come into the system, right? 
right? And whether that be benefits through other parts of DC, DSS or community partners who have these things, I think that's something that, you know, if, if you see, you know, a family at church who is struggling mm-hmm. um, or, or, you know, you know, building those relationships and, and uh, you know, uh, befriending them and, and mentoring and, and figuring out what they might need, the support, so that they don't end up in further into the right. system where a child is abused. That's right. Um, well, prevention, you know, uh, Maslow's hierarchy, uh, not to bring up anything no. academic in this, but it's sort of simple to look at and think that if the uh, only way you get to self-realization is that you can feed, you, you can yep. feed yourself and you're safe and you're clothed and, and you can finally get to that place where you can see it. We, we would like to be, of course, uh, our goal should be to work our, all of ourselves out of a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if we could take care of every child and family, I'd be glad to, to, to not have to, to work every day. Right. But, so we're hoping that maybe we can feed more people. We're hoping that we can maybe give more job uh, counseling mm-hmm. in, in our community and spread that out across. So up front, we don't have to take in brokenness or work with you on brokenness. Uh, we can make it whole before it happens right. through some of these things that you're, you're that you're talking about. And of course, we want to try, of course, to raise the money and do the things that we need to do to be able to help as large a scope as we can in, in, in doing that. So. It just sounds like we are all, I mean, I don't want to act like Connie Maxwell. I'm the one sitting here talking with you right now. But uh, I wanted to put a face on it, Michael. I wanted people to hear Connie Maxwell was reaching out to you in your new leadership role. We understand the magnitude of challenges that you have to face. We're leaning in. We care about it. Uh, Can we agree on everything? No. Do we disagree on some things? Yes. What does that mean to anything if we can't find a place where we can both together work on taking care of children because that's big enough and that's important enough. So that's why I came today and wanted to share with whoever listens. If there's a thousand people, if (laughs) it's two, I wanted them to know the man that I've met and believe in and believe is going to do a great job for um, um, the problem. Yeah. I I mean, you know, it, I, I think there's things that we're all going to work towards accomplishing and, and we're going to work, you know, ensuring that we're improving the communication and making sure you know what we're trying to accomplish and how you fit in the, fit in that or can fit in that. And or, that you know we want to. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, there are challenges in the system right now. Um, you know, uh, we, we are, I think have some good momentum and are, and are moving it forward. Um, well, I'm hearing a lot of good feedback on your communication. People are telling me they're seeing it more. Yeah. They're here, they're look, they're, they see your picture on the thing that goes out. People know what you look like, who you are, yeah. what you're doing. All that's positive. All that's very positive. I, I think so. I mean, I think we're trying to tell our story, but but also make sure people understand what's, what going, our, on? what's, what's going on, where our needs are. Um, you know, we are there is momentum, um, but you know we have to. There's a lot of things that we all want to do, all of us, mm-hmm. and we're not going to get there um, uh, without having the proper resources and and funding for our staff, but also the services needed for for the children and families, and for and for you all as partners. And so that's that's a huge priority moving forward is making sure that we do get resourced mm-hmm. uh, to effectively do this job. I mean, these are our citizens, right? These are these are our 
the, the, our neighbors, the people we live to, the, you know, the people at the grocery store that, you know, we, we see every day. And, and, you know, we just, we just, I, I want to make sure that, you know, we're all going to be better for, you know, every one of our citizens who is more, uh, you know, uh, isn't in a situation where they're struggling. We, we all are going to, um, have more gains from that. So, well, let, let me just say yeah. this about the trust and confidence. I think you're building through communication and being transparent, talking about things that are going on. Uh, I think over time that that begins to move the needle on legislators, the public, and others because. You know, when you make a new friend, you know, it takes a little while to make sure it's consistent and they keep they keep saying the same thing and all. And I think the folks that'll be making those decisions will soon see the exact reason why I'm in this room today and wanted to ask you questions. They'll see that they have a competent leader with great background, with a compassionate heart that really wants to do the best things and they'll begin to make decisions to fund the initiatives that you want because that trust and confidence will be built. And Quite frankly, this podcast was dedicated to strengthening that the best that we could. So thank you again for taking time out today, sharing your story, and bring us up to date on how we can help you. Yeah, and, and Danny, I, I mean, I want to thank you for reaching out, um, thinking outside the box, um, and, and Connie Maxwell for all the work you guys do um, with our children and families. Um, our partners, we can't do this alone. Um, and And... You know, we're going to succeed together. together. And when we are having these this dialogue, whether we agree or not on certain things, sure. and we have. Sure. I mean, we've had multiple really good conversations. Um, but I think at the end of it, we come away with, here's some things that each of us can do to continue to move forward and do this better. And um, how, how can we help if you can just drop the flags and the fences and all? And yeah. I know we can't because yeah. those, are, those are real things. But... How can we help children together, man? How can, how can we find a way to make sure that nobody suffers uh, any longer than they have to? And so I, that's yeah, that's I, my promise to you, man. I'm, I'm going to do all that I, I can to try to meet you there. And, and you've, you've said that multiple times. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the answer is not so easy sometimes. That's right. right? It, that's it's right. not because sometimes it has to do with resources. I know you want to help. If I had this resource, you you know, I could give it to you and you could do it. I could do it. Um, uh, you know, I, I think though that in just just if we're focusing on that child and what that child needs, mm-hmm. you know, a family that's going to take care of them and mm-hmm. and help them be their best and and um, believe in them and and um, you know uh, keep them safe mm-hmm. and and we that's the, that's the outcome that's what we want. So we need to figure out all those steps and all those things we need to do together to, 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 to get to that point. Job. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, thank you. And for all you listening, I know you'll be uh, uh, supporting Michael and DSS any way you can. And, and we won't mind you come visit us at Connie Maxwell and uh, helping and supporting us, too, with taking care of it's, children. It's a, it's a neat it's a neat place. If you haven't been there, you need to go check it out. I mean, yeah, it's, we pulled out all the stops and gave Michael the best lunch my wife could cook. So it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And we're inviting you back soon because you might need a little uh, respite one day to get away and yeah, laugh right, and enjoy right. some lunch. But yeah. anyway, again, this is for the dreams of children podcast at Connie Maxwell, and we were delighted to have uh, Director Michael Leach today. Wishing him well and looking forward to much success in taking care of children and families in South Carolina. Thanks again, Michael. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to our For the Dreams of Children podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at ConnieMaxwell.com.